Hello and welcome to the 100 Day Writing Challenge, Day 47. In his story, The Garden of Forking Pass, Jorge Luis Borges asks, quote, In a riddle whose answer is chess, what is the only prohibited word? End quote. The answer, of course, is chess. That's a very highbrow way of introducing today's topic. I could have just as easily referenced the party game Articulate, which uses the same mechanic, or TV presenter power couple Richard Maidley and uh, Judy Finnegan's old phone-in quiz show You Say We Pay. But I thought by evoking Borges, I'd lend myself a certain uh, veneer of literary mystique that might make my advice sound more convincing. So yesterday I quoted the author Steve Aylett, who said, when readers fill in the gap, they think it's their idea. And you can use this concept, you can very quickly turn it into a technique where you create a mood by introducing a bunch of stuff loosely associated with a particular location or person or era. And often, without being able to articulate why, the reader will start experiencing the mood and emotion uh, of that place, person or time, and it will feel like a magic trick and they, they won't be able to work out why. You'll just, just have a mood, there'll be a, an atmosphere. This is, you know, the, this, is, this is the essence of the most basic form of this. The, uh, the maxim, show, don't tell. Which people tend to roll their eyes at this day as if believing any sort of compositional principle when writing is tantamount to sort of superstition. Or they do this bad faith argument by deliberately overinterpreting show, don't tell as an absolute rather than a rule of thumb. But mostly, right, mostly it is better to give the reader an experience than report an event. Mostly that is more powerful, more immersive, more entertaining, more persuasive. That's the, what drama is. That's why we read books and not the synopsis on the back cover. If you don't care about any of those things, then by all means you know don't worry about it if you, if you don't care about giving the reader something immersive entertaining and persuasive you are free to ignore this so for today's exercise i just want to drill you in the basics of this idea of treating something some concepts like riddles that you want the reader to solve but more it's about cracking open the direct experience of things rather than relying on pre-packaged abstract concepts where your understanding and my understanding of what that word means, what it connotes, might be quite different. So I'd like you to take an emotion because they're the classic example of where oh, when I say talk about love, we, we, we think we know what we're talking about. We, if I say, oh, I'm in love, people don't generally go, I don't understand what you could possibly be referring to. We, we, we feel like we're pointing towards the same thing but it's abstract and it's complex and it can often be quite different so i'd like you to take an emotion and write a scene in which the viewpoint character in this scene is experiencing that emotion or has just experienced that emotion and it's still in their system they're infused with whatever emotion it is maybe they're in love maybe they're very afraid maybe they're furious maybe they're deeply depressed maybe they're full of lightness and joy maybe they're touched with an odd nostalgic melancholy maybe they're vengeful or weary or unmoored and baffled or grieving or inspired or deeply curious pulsating with lust paranoid or perhaps ardently defiant pick any emotion from the uh, great color wheel of emotion words any pervasive feeling in fact that you could describe in a sentence so it doesn't have to be one of the cardinal emotions it just, just just something that is like a very very strong experience then what you're going to do is describe this character entering a shop your choice of what sort could be an old bric-a-brac shop a deli an art dealer a garden center you know the shops i don't have to list commerce at you your viewpoint character enters this shop for whatever reason 
and I want you to colour the scene with the emotion that they are still experiencing. Describe everything in the shop, in the scene, through a lens of that emotion. Inflect it with that emotion. Do not mention the cause of their emotion and do not under any circumstances name the emotion or use any synonyms for it. So the real aim of this exercise is, can you describe the shop and this character's experience of being in it in such a way that someone reading the scene would start to feel some of the emotion that your character currently feels? Just by your choice of what you choose to describe, where you shine the light of their attention, how you stimulate our five senses, can you move us closer to that mood? So I don't want to steer you too much. I'd like to discover some of this for yourself, but I suggest it's probably better to focus on concrete nouns, things in the narrative present you can see, hear, touch, smell, taste, than abstract words and experiences like horrible, hated, adored, amazing, bright, wonderful, etc. The temptation can be to just start writing about how he flinched at the terrifying trolley or whatever, but really I'm asking if you can try to describe a trolley in such a way that we flinch at it because we find it terrifying. Anyway, this is a challenging exercise, but um, I think you're going to learn something by having a crack at it. Ten minutes. Pick an emotional state you can describe in a sentence, like she was miserable, he was tremendously excited, or whatever. Don't use any of those words, but try and write a scene where your viewpoint character is in a shop and try to write in such a way that we experience their emotion without your ever mentioning their emotional state. Make sense? Cool. Remember, doesn't matter if you stack it. Have a go. And one way or another, at the end of this, you'll have learned a bit more. Doesn't matter if this goes completely wrong. Have fun. Right. Three, two, one, go.
And that's it. How was that for you? Um, you might like to take the time to glance back over the piece and reflect on where you feel this went particularly well. It's tricky getting the balance right when doing this. And to be clear, because we don't have a larger plot in place, sometimes when I say just I put a character in a shot right, sometimes these scenes can come out a bit stodgy because essentially this is a character twiddling their thumbs with no story driving them. So don't worry if the scene itself felt a bit slow or bogged down. That's probably natural. It's actually a, a really common reason why a scene sucks and that can be really useful to discover, you know, because there's no structural necessity for this. It's just an exercise. But, you know, you might like to look back and see if there are moments, despite all those things that this scene had going against it, where what you've tried to evoke actually comes through. And all of this and reasons why things might go wrong are stuff to consider for future product projects and can make you a bit better at editing later on. But for now, thanking you kindly and I shall speak words at you once more tomorrow. The 100 Day Writing Challenge is made possible with the kind support of Arts Council England.